If you want to hear a playlist for all the bands we talked about today, head over to Spotify and check out the Prague Spaces playlist for episode 11. What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. I'm Randy Salo from Freaks, and with me, as always, is Dario from the Prog Space. Yo, what up, Dario? How's it going? Very good, thank you. I just had a choir concert on Saturday. It was awesome. Yep. And uh, two weeks ago, um, after we had our last recording, I went to Stuttgart, our new Stuttgart, uh, to help my friends in Kaisersbart for their sort of release gig uh, of their debut album uh, Meisterstück that came out last year. Really cool German prog power metal concept album. That was really great. Uh, was a cool trip. And I always think they have this like great classic melodic prog sound. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you might know especially the singer Misha Mang from his time in Ivanhoe and Dreamscape. Uh, right. Great great singer. He's rocking the stages of the German musical world um, or, or all over, uh, over the German-speaking uh, countries. He's he's big in the musical world, and uh, but he loves prog metal as well. And he's, he's a great singer and really cool dude. Amazing instrumentalist as well. The drummer Danilo is a good friend of mine. He used to play in Dreamscape as well and Subsignal. So, yeah, awesome band. And I hope they will have more opportunities to play live in the future. But it's always hard, of course, even though you, you've been in the business f in smaller bands f for a long time, for for more than 10, 20 years, and you start a new band, it's always hard to to, to get a foot into the door and, and uh, to, to, to get the opportunities. Um, yeah. And they're also, I mean, one of the few, I would say, German language, uh, like Prague metal artists, maybe too. So that's kind of a new realm to enter, but a good one, I think. That, it's really that is cool absolutely that they... true. Yeah, it's, it's uh, usually if you have German speaking metal bands, mostly that folk metal kind of subway to Sally or in extremo those are probably two the two biggest german speaking or you have rammstein which is industrial of course and the ndh neue deutsche härte all those rammstein uh, sound, sound sound alikes yep. and um or you have that one odd band out the hirsch effect which are really oh, yeah. the proggy metal core they're, right. they're coming from this direction um and they come more from punky, punk and hardcore yeah, world, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. post punk, post hardcore. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they they have a they have a really cool niche, and um, I hope there's there's gonna be more people uh, discovering them. Um, yeah. Also, the n people who are not who, who don't speak German, and I showed them the music, they liked it. I I sold a couple of CDs at Proc Power. Okay. Actually, and the people I talked to, they really like the music. So it's classic, melodic, prog, po slash power metal, whatever you want to call it, and a, and a strong concept about the serial killer and stuff. Uh, schizophrenic serial killer. 
Uh, Always so. good rife material for concept <laughs> album. Yeah. <laughs> so and and there's even gonna be um, an audio book um, with the concept. A uh, Hörspiel. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Well, okay. no, no, well, there's a difference between audio audio book and Hörspiel. Hörspiel is if you have the different characters uh, read by different actors, voice actors. But the audiobook is like like a narrator reading the book. Okay, so one uh, narrator, no sound yeah. effects and music yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. So I think I, I would say the U.S. audience at least knows more the audiobooks yeah, than the, they know Hörspiele. I don't even know that we have a, a <laughs> word for that in English. Um, radio play. Yeah, probably the yeah. the the fame. I, I know of one. Wasn't it Orson Welles who War, did War of the Worlds? Yeah, World of the Worlds, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that popped to mind. Um, yeah, I mean, we have an old tradition, you know, yeah. like an old, uh, you know, back during the radio era, yeah. pre-television, we certainly yeah. had like a rich tradition of radio plays, like families like sitting around the radio yeah. at, in the evening after dinner yeah. and like hearing a good crime story. Or like, like like they do in Germany every Sunday evening for a tart art. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> But it's on television now. Uh, anyway, that was a little... Incursion into what I was up to yeah. in the last weeks. And I actually, um, I was in Dresden um, the weekend yeah, right. before last, um, filming with Mattermortem again. Yeah. So I was with them for 10 days in in their hometown, in Nordodal, um, Norway, in February. And, uh, and then we caught up with them on the road on the last day of the tour. Yes. Together with Vulture Industries, uh, Helheim... And um, Celestia, Celestia yeah. from Greece. Yeah, I saw. I saw in the uh, in the tour diary that uh, Hector, uh, the sound guy from from Need and and Mother of Millions, uh, were ah, was on that tour. That was him. Ah, okay. Yeah, Hector is a brilliant sound engineer. I met him, but I never made the connection. But it yeah. makes total sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was fun. So we were there for the last evening, and it was a really great uh, crowd there at the Skull Crusher in Dresden, which is a sort of a motorcycle club. Yeah. But they put on a lot of metal shows. Like That's they have awesome. like this rich history. I mean, there's like posters like everywhere, and the guy that does it, any I think his name is, is quite like a you know, like a fixed p person in the scene there, yeah. and organizing these shows and stuff Great. and cooking the meals and yeah. really like doing it all. So it was kind of fun to be there for the last night because it was sort of sentimental for them. Yeah. And um, and we got a lot of cool footage. And other than the ra the weather being kind of crappy in the beginning, it was a, it was a fun, fun time yeah. being with them again. And yeah. And that was actually my first time seeing Matter Mortem live. So, oh, yeah, right. Uh, right. After being a fan for... Uh, almost 20 years now. Yeah, wow. I never saw them live because I never toured the U.S. And then since I moved here, I missed them the two times I think I would have had a chance. Yeah. Because they weren't touring for many years. So, and wow, totally worth it. I mean, yeah. I don't say that just because I <laughs> film with them, but they're a great live band. I mean, yeah. like really a lot of energy and like emotion and heavy and so... Absolutely, yeah. I can attest to that, yeah. even though I didn't see that tour, unfortunately. Um, we have two concerts coming up this week in, in, in Munich, uh, in two days on Wednesday, Symphony X. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And on Friday we have DGM from Italy with Tomorrow's Eve from Germany. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the two 
melodic prog metal gigs in a row here in Munich. That's, that's, that's a lot to on. handle for me. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to jump right into uh, the what's hot stuff, the stuff that's happened in the last two weeks since we talked. And then at the end of the show, we're going to introduce a new section called... Time Machine, powered by... The Prog Mind. Yes. So our friend Jason uh, from The Prog Mind, who, uh, who was on the show to talk with us about Evergrey a couple yeah. months ago, he's, he's always somehow digging up like the release dates like this you know this week 10 years ago such and such album came out and Darren and I were like that's so cool that he does that and 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 every time he would do that it always makes you think like oh yeah I remember when I got that album and first time I heard it and stuff like that so we thought we'll work together with Jason and do a little section like that and then Dario and I will like talk about whatever that album happens to be this week I think it's gonna be good fun Okay, so that's coming up real soon. First up, what's hot? Dario. As always, I prepared a little list, uh, roughly taking the space of one page. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I'm going to walk you through chronologically, as always, uh, starting off with Norwegian trio Astrosaur. Um, Have you seen them playing with Lepra's? No. They supported Leprous uh, when Leprous were touring. I, th- was it, I think, was it, was it the first Molina? Not, Agent, not when they were with Agent Fresco. Mm, no. Well, was it still Congregation? That was the tour with Alethea from, from Australia as well. Yeah. Well, no, but Agent Fresco was on the bill as well. It was four bands. It was Astrosaur, Alethea, Agent Fresco, and... Leprous. I, w- I made the joke that they should call themselves Aprus with A-E because all their support bands start with an A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, um, the, the, it, it's been two years already. Um, like their debut album, Fade in Space Out, was released in April 2017. And they just released their the third part of their visual transmissions... Um, the first was a radio head cover from the Pyramid song. Second, we at the Prog Space were happy to present, was called Necronauts. And now they put out the third with the track Space Mountain from their debut album Fade In Space Out. Really, really amazing, um, heavy, sludgy, instrumental post-rock. Um, and yeah, as the... Um, title of the series um uh promises it's it's a feast also visually like really cool lighting and stuff um so so it's like um yeah a performance a studio performance in in with special light lights and 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 really nicely done cool and yeah eric kraken is the guitarist uh was uh filling in for oystein on the leprous guitar front as well okay um for at least one tour ah it was the the devin townsend tour of course yeah 
I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um another series of um visualizations we have here but i discovered the pattern and i think it's going to be the last time i mentioned them because I, i discovered he's putting out a video a week for and it, i think it's going to be for the whole album we got a lot to talk about here let's get through this <laughs> yeah it's crystal linder with his uh uh really cool album across the never he put out the last three weeks uh, for the song you are always never said alien and other skies he put out really cool artsy visualization videos Uh, if you're into electronic music with ethereal vocals, you really should check it out. And uh, as I said, I think he's going to put out more of them. Um, looks like a weekly pattern to me. <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, um, an unusual place for heavy music. Uh, from Sao Paulo in Brazil, we have... The band Labyrinto, um, they're on the Pelagic Records label. And um, I discovered their uh, really haunting video clip for the song Demiurge uh, from, from their uh, current album Divino Aflante Spiritu. That's out since February 8th. And it's, yeah, really heavy instrumental post-rock and the video is black and white like a, like a psychological thing going on with some performance uh, uh, things thrown in so really moody check uh, it out <laughs> um, uh, we have a Greece uh, double uh, a Greek double coming up uh, Prisma you probably haven't heard about them Prisma mm -hmm. with, with a Y um, they put out an album recorded live in the studio called Closer to Utopia they wanted to go for that analog uh, feeling that you don't have very often anymore because of all the uh, yeah you know logic and, and overproduction and, 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 yeah overproduction and stuff and um the track is lost in the sky it's like just some waves smoky stars galaxy kind of visualization as well it's just like cool cool analog old school stuff um the other greek band you yeah. we, we talked a lot about mother millions actually we missed that uh clip last uh time it was already out it was the The title track of the new song, uh, new album Artifacts, which is out since March 22 already, um, where they, yeah, they put some live footage together from the release show, from the album release show, back in their hometown of Athens. They're actually in the Netherlands right now, I think. I just saw a post from them that they were doing two shows in the Netherlands. Yeah, that was, yeah, but that was last weekend, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's all already It's already in through. the past. Yeah. <laughs> Ship has sailed. <laughs> Um, yeah, the next one was, uh, um, interesting discovery through, uh, the announcement from the Prognosis Festival in the Netherlands. They, uh, announced the first two bands for the, for the second ed edition next year. Uh, one was the long-standing Dutch prog rock Legends of Focus. You know, the one with the flute and the yodeling? Yeah. <laughs> no. No? Okay, you got some homework to do. It's, oh like, it's like a classic band, like Camel or... yeah. So What are they called? Focus. 
Focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hamburger Concerto doesn't ring a bell. No. Nope. Um, what was that? Um, I, I'll have to show you something later. Anyway, the other band that was um, announced for the next and second edition of the Prognosis Festival in Eindhoven is a British band called Sermon. And I wrote down it's a little bit of the ghost of Prague because they also like like to stay um, anonymous and stuff. Um, I listened to the album today. The album is called Birth of the Marvelous. was released on March 22 uh, through Prosthetic Records. And yeah, the song you can check out on YouTube is The Descent. And I have to say, it's a good album. Sweetie, powerful, great stuff. But it might sound more than Catatonia, like uh, the Wheel album sounds like Tool. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a strong Catatonia vibe going on, which is not a bad thing. They're doing no. it, they're doing it quite, quite well. So uh, I mean, Catatonia is going on tour next week uh, to um, celebrate the. 10th anniversary of Night is uh, the New Day. Yeah. And I'm really sad I won't be able to attend one of those shows. But, well, if they decide they won't put any new music out there, at least we, we're going to have Sermon and <laughs> also uh, the Nighttime Project yeah. coming up with a new album. Um, yeah, another discovery for you, a new discovery you from last time was Druids. You remember yes. that tr trashy sci-fi thingy yes. <laughs> with their uh, yeah southern sludge, sludgy metal sound. Um, their second single for the album Monument, which is out uh, for almost a month now. Um, it's called Shivast, and it's completely the opposite. It's really dark and eerie journey in the afterlife and... Uh, um, yeah, the, 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 I, I, wanted, I wanted to to read something from the press mailing, but I'm not going to do it. You have to cut it out now. Just, yep. Yeah, yeah um, we can. We got a lot to cover. Let's just move it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, contrasting the the silliness of the, the other the, video. Yeah, maybe. yeah, exactly. It was uh, something different. Um, from Poland, we have Into Space. I discovered them through a Facebook ad. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> um, so they put out their debut EP, their self-titled debut EP, Into Space, on April 26th. And the song is called Final Warning. It's, it's just me. Is there a whole lot of sci-fi themes flying around <laughs> in the frog world at the moment? I mean, it seems like everything we're talking about is like sci-fi themed. Yeah, yeah. There's more coming. Uh, either sci-fi or like some psychological shit going on. Um, well, into space force. Into space is uh, two guys called Piotr and Piotr. <laughs> <laughs> um, one is the guitarist, the other is the keyboard and singer, and so the the drums are programmed. But it's like yeah, like a uh, yeah. I just uh, checked the song again quickly and. Sounds a bit like uh, heavy metal Riverside. No, that, that sounds promising. Okay. <laughs> like yeah, like cool, cool keyboard sound and um, yeah. yeah, check it out. Yeah, good stuff. 
uh, welcome to the scene, I would say. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm curious uh, uh, to check out the whole EP. Um, something completely different. Uh, Courtney Swain, the lead singer of Bent Knee, put out a solo record called Between Blood and Ocean. And that, of course, has nothing to do with metal at all. It's more kind of weird avant-garde pop. And the video clip for Sweet Snow is also quite funny with her uh, moving through the woods and encountering a yeti. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we yeah. just watched uh, Back. Back. Yeah. They're from Australia, from Sydney. And uh, they just put out their second EP called Painter on May 10th uh, on Bandcamp. And they play a really cool and unique uh, style of like eth ethno prog. Um, has sometimes like a little bit the toolish grooves, but overall much much more nineties um, prog metal with with high screams and stuff. Yeah. But but a nice mix of. Um, of a lot of space in the in, in the arrangements with the eth ethno uh, stuff coming in, and, yeah. and I, I think it's really really cool. And the, and the video is is uh, so unique as well, like a video game yeah. with those characters, uh, like in a fantasy RPG or whatever. Yeah, the animation um, is fantastic. Yeah, um, really really cool stuff. I I I absolutely enjoy that. Uh, and I would say about the the production again, um, like like you said, there's like a lot of space in the production, and I feel like this kind of music that that, that like tends to like incorporate um, ethno, um, yeah, sort of ethnic music into or folk music into metal. You always have this like huge wall of sound and like these big Nightwish drums and like symphonic stuff, and this is way more chill and like yeah. like there's a lot of room in there for breathing and hearing all the instruments and stuff. And of course, and the vocal harmonies and the high pitched screams. <laughs> yeah, and the high pitched screams is like um, overall, and the high pitched scream harmonies. Yeah, like, yeah, it does yeah, this a yeah, lot too. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, anyway, they remind me of uh, some little underground EP from the early 2000s, I would say. Uh, I haven't heard that one in ages. I only know it from Proglus. I'm wondering if you uh, ever heard of Shock Opera. Shock Opera? Yeah. The I, don't, I don't think so. The Great Divide was the huh? album slash long track, I think. I mean, that's also the name of the first album from Ice Age. And the early 2000s, but that's... And the last one of Enchant, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Not a super original title. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, but but sounds a little bit similar uh, ah, okay. with, with, uh, without the, the Middle Eastern and, and Indian ethnic influences. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool find. Yeah, um, um, next up is a little bit more well-known, the Archmetheus... Uh, Supergroup of sorts uh, with the new album Winter Ethereal, which was released on May 10th through Metal Blade. And they put up the second and third single. Second single, Wanderlust, was just an audio only, but they put out uh, yeah, a little heart wrenching video for Tethered, which was kind of a 
Love Story of a Lifetime. Should we have a look? Let's watch it. Okay, so uh, we just watched the Arch Matthäus Matthäus, uh, video for Tethered. Yes. Which was, uh, yeah, a little Um, bit of a tearjerker there. (laughs) Yeah, um, uh, maybe you guys remember for the first single Straight and Narrow, I was like, hmm, it's like more of a straightforward metal song with with a guy, John Arch, driving on his motorcycle (laughs) that didn't do much for me and I was hoping to find more of that emotional stuff that I've grown to love uh, from them, uh, from their previous uh, stuff, uh, from Sympathetic Resonance and the Twist of Fate EP. Uh, and uh, we got it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, big so, time. A, a song like this is it just, yeah, it touches your heart. Yeah. It's about, yeah, it's about love, uh, the love of a lifetime mm. and uh, the guy, the, an old guy mourning his deceased wife in a way. Yeah. Nicely put together. Yeah. Um, and it comes through in a nice, not cheesy yeah. way in the music too, you know. I mean, his voice is t- terrific. Yeah. Melodies are great. Yeah. I know there's... Jim's st- great. There's, 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 there's still people who, who uh, don't like his voice, who absolutely can't stand it, but... Oh, let's, it harkens uh, back to another time. Yeah, you know, he still sounds like he did in the old uh, days. With Fate's the yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... Um, I think that was my birth year in 86. Ooh. <laughs> but, um, so that's like your birthright album? Can we, <laughs> is that a thing like where people like, uh, the album you were born, that should, that, that should be an internet meme, like the, the year, year you were born, the album that came out closest to your birth date, that's your spirit album. Okay, I've I've got two, two albums from that year that are closer to my heart than Awaken the Guardian. Uh-huh. That is um, Rage for Order from Queensryche. Yeah, great album. And Peter Gabriel's So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> two very different two albums. Two very okay. different albums. Yeah, Rage for Order, this is good. We still got to do our Queensryche special. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. I've been having like a Queensryche era lately okay an see. old queen's right okay moving on we have <laughs> yeah to also out uh last friday uh um on may 10th was a solo album by swedish keyboard player per weberg who used to play with opeth and yeah. now is also playing with spiritual beggars and uh, okay alongside um um michael emmett isn't that yeah, Michael Emmett's yeah. band? Yeah, 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 right. And I think the Greek singer Apollo Papadanasio is singing. So Spiritual Beggars is a cool hard rock band, mm-hmm. like a heavy, heavy rock band. Yep. And uh, Pear is amazing with his Hammond and, and powerful keyboard sound. And uh, I just had a quick listen to his first, uh, the, one of the singles, Pile of Nothing. The other single is Get Your Boots On. They're available as high-quality audio stream on YouTube, and the album is called Head Without Eyes, so you can Ooh. expect some some earthy doom rock from Per <laughs> Wieberg. Um, cool. that, that was it uh, from the stuff that is already out. Um, by the time this broadcast is airing, there's it's going to be on Friday, May 17th, I guess, or maybe Thursday, but on Friday... Um, um, Artificial Language uh, will release their second album or uh, their new album. I think it's their second. Now we sleep, 
And uh, we talked uh, briefly about the first single. The second single uh, is called There's No Bottom to This. And we're going to have a quick look. All right, cool. That was uh, artificial language. There's no bottom to this. Uh, I, re I really like that. We didn't actually watch the whole thing because we were short on time today, but um, that's that's kind of my jam. I like I like that kind of melodic jump around, but you know, like super technical and then melodic again. And yeah, the the thing that I loved instantly loved about them when I checked out their first album um, just a couple of weeks ago when 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 I said I, I just saw uh, um, my friend Alexandre mentioned them on Facebook. Um, I instantly laughed about them that they're so classically uh, um, uh, inspired. Like, like there's a lot of lot of inspiration from classical music mm, coming. Yeah, like neoclassical stuff. But, but it's far away, as far away from power metal or yeah. anything. And it or could be it's really, or, really, yeah. really modern. And um, I mean, I like the symphonic power metal stuff for what for, for for what it is. It's just something completely different. It just has sometimes this. A little bit uh, dusted feel, you know. It mm. feels a little bit old school, you know. And sometimes it's like a guilty pleasure. All those symphonic stuff. Yeah. Um, this is the modern stuff, and and I like how they incorporate the the classical influences into the modern prog sound. And that's yeah. that's amazing, and and it's just great fun to listen. And I'm looking forward to hearing the whole album. Me too. Yeah, I was just checking. I don't see it on. Um Apple Music, I just see The Observer, which I guess is their last album. Yeah. I don't see the new one, so guys... Uh, um, the the singles are not on on, on Spotify yet either. Uh, okay, so maybe that's just what it is. Maybe it just will come out on Friday. So yeah. I'll be looking for it, I hopefully. Ho I hope they, they, they're, they have their release, digital release game yeah. prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For, yeah. for all of us to hear the amazing music. Yeah, very cool. Thanks for bringing that in because uh, I think that's going to be right up my alley. What's awesome. next? Zonder Weirkamp. The next, like after Archmetheus, we have the next kind <laughs> of supergroup uh, with Mark Zonder from Phase Warning so, fame and Gary Weirkamp from Shadow Gallery. We could do a little like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon on this. Do you know this game? No. So um, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is a game that you can play where um, I pick an actor and uh, you have six um, actors to pick in between to connect that person to Kevin Bacon. It's totally possible because Kevin Bacon's playing movies <laughs> with everybody. Let's sidebar this, but maybe we can create a game out of this. Yeah, that's fun. Six Degrees of Gary Warkamp. Okay, let's watch this. <laughs> All right, so we just watched the video for Zonder Weird Camp. If it's real, the title track of their album that's gonna be out uh, in mid May. To me, it's had a real uh, like it. It had a vibe that reminded me a bit of like um, nothing of Fate's Warning or <laughs> Shadow Gallery. Yeah, um, except for 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 Gary's voice, that whether was recognizable from some uh, um, Shadow Gallery stuff. Yeah, and you know, I, I I've listened to a really really lot of Shadow Gallery. I have all the albums, and but for some reason, it doesn't stand out to me as like, oh yeah, the voice of Shadow Gallery. I mean, I know he yeah. wasn't the singer, but I mean, I know yeah. that all of those guys were singing. So but this, I didn't it didn't remind me of that. It actually reminded me more of Superior. Uh, in some yeah. sections, and then uh, for mu musically, 
a little bit of like arena from like the yeah. immortal area. Yeah. So it's so it's, so it's really moody, yeah. uh, moody, uh, slow paced song. Um, and I'm not sure what to make out of the video. I'm 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 yeah. I'm, quite, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm almost afraid to talk about it because. Yeah. So before you do, let's talk about those great drums and like the sort of like Phil Collins like space that yeah. they that they're given. You know, you have these yeah. like big like like sharp toms. Yeah, and 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 not overplayed, but like no. well, well placed uh, uh, fills Absolutely. in that in that l slow tempo. Yeah, but he he always did this well. I mean, especially on the disconnected album. From yeah, it's warning. Yeah, he really there was also a lot, lot of lot of uh, electronic uh, vibes going on mm -hmm. and, and, and and like minimalist, but always like with this like really nice little. Yeah. Twist. There's there's a, there's great drum parts in both that and Pleasant Shade of Grey yeah. that I really like. You hear yeah. them and they're just like, it's just perfect. You know, it's like not, it's not like Portnoy or anything like over the top or crazy. It yeah. like perfectly fits. I think Jim's like guitar approach. You know, like the sort of yeah. yeah, we're prog, but we also are like kind of minimalists in a way. Yeah, and and can do more with a little so. I I like it musically, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know that there's a there's any need to talk about the video because the video is a bit. For one, I mean, if you if you call the band Zonder of Aircamp and then there's no Zonder in it, I mean, it's a little bit like. <laughs> well, uh, I don't I don't have any problem with that, but uh, well, for me, it just looked like uh, he, he he was. Uh, celebrating his own suicide or, or something like that. Uh, okay, really, you're really talking weird. thematically. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't I, want to. I, I, I don't want to interpret too much into it. But but no. But I mean, I also thought once the guy was like going for the chair and stuff. Uh, aside from thinking about like Shawshank Redemption uh, references, which that kind of felt like that kind of mm. room in the Shawshank yeah. Redemption. I also thought, you know, this is a very real and and common thing at the moment with musicians and, yeah. and suicide and depression and and, that, and us not really understanding it or really dealing with it in the right way and of course a lot of music tries to deal with that stuff but yeah when you once you like commit to it on video it it, it starts to feel a little bit yeah it's questionable ethically yeah. i guess yeah uh whether or not you should deal with it in this way Especially so vivid, so obvious, yeah. so on the nose, you yeah. know. So yeah. like, that, that, that's, I'm yeah. struggling. This is my other other side of me is struggling internally yeah. and wrapped yeah. in this thing. And then I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to play lead guitar on top of the Delaware Water Gap. <laughs> Which, yeah. So I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, I. I that great music. Yeah, uh, great music. I will definitely check out the album because I like I like both of them and I like what I heard so far. But yeah video strange let's watch something fictional then from greece until rain miracle yeah so that was cool that was um until rain miracle yeah and it has this uh, I, I like your description horror movie in a lab singers on the run <laughs> yeah that pretty much sums it up i mean it's, i'm not really sure what was happening i mean I mean, just let's talk about the video for a second. So I, I think they may have actually shot on film, like with an old, like, Super 16 uh, camera. Yeah. Just because of the way the 
the like depth of field was and like the movement of the camera and like just the look itself. I mean, they could have shot it with a DSLR and then made it look old. I mean, that would be the easy thing to do. But this looked a little bit like they may have actually shot it on on film. I'd be yeah. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, um, we can ask them. And um, and cool music. I, I like the I like the vibe of the music. I was sort of I felt like I was just so focused on the 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 video watching yeah. it that I may have missed something. But music yeah. was pretty vibey. I mean, Greece is a good place for Prague. It's a good these place days. for Prague these days. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I like it. Uh, I really loved the the previous album. Um, with uh, songs like Progressors in Edem and uh, Because Something Might Happen. Those were the two standout tracks from the last album. Um, I don't remember the title of the album right now, but uh had a butterfly on the cover and one side was rotten. <laughs> oh. No, I like them, and uh, I'm really open to seeing them live again, and looking forward to hearing the whole album. Yeah, uh, it's called cool. um, Season Five, out May 31st on Rock of Angel Records. Raw. <laughs> you like the you you do that every you like doing that, don't you? Raw. <laughs> Ah, okay. Um, yeah, the next thing you have on your list here, I, I actually just checked out too because of of our friend Jason at the Prog Mine like shared. Oh like yeah. He shared this, and so I, 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 I haven't seen I haven't seen the the video though. So let's watch that real quick. Yes. This is uh, Daniel Tompkins' solo album, Castles, and the song is called Limitless. It's the second single. Okay, that was Daniel Tompkins. Wow, this was great. This was like my favorite video from today for sure. Oh, cool. Um, and I liked it because um, rel- relatively simple, you know, just like, but sort of visionary. Like every shot was nicely composed and he was in the middle and yeah. you could feel his yeah loneliness and despair. Or what is the word? Um, when you just don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little yeah, bit like you're, you're, um, you're past a certain point. Yeah, um, just got hit in the head with a bottle. Just gonna lay here on the floor. Don't really care. Yeah, you know, like just yeah. It, it, those those kind of music videos, I find them quite funny. If you you put your singer and main character in the clip, um, in all kinds of situations, like with a stern face, not showing any emotions, just mouthing the words, and just not caring, not giving a single fuck what's happening around them. <laughs> yeah. And I think most of it was shot. Um, so in real life, it would have been played back twice as fast. And then he sang and then when, when and they filmed at a higher frame rate. So when you watch it, yeah. when you watch it back, it's it, slow. Yeah. It has this um, slow feel. Yeah, yeah. Because people are fighting in slow motion. He's yeah. singing in normal time. Yeah. You know, this kind of thing. So... That certainly adds, and the eeriness to it—a little bit of like had a little bit of a Stranger Things vibe in the one yeah, shot with, with the, the car, with the old car, yeah. But also, um, but also some other movies, some yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot. I think there's there, Lost Highway, maybe like from, so, so, something like that. Yeah, I think as, as a film student, you could you could analyze the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some there's some stuff in there, you know, that you. 
Yeah, and and what's cool about it as a film is that you feel like something happened before the song started, which led him to that point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the backstory is not explained. Yeah, it's just there. And yeah. Uh, yeah, very cool. I'm very much looking forward to the album, which will be out on May 31st. Yes, on Cake Scope. Cool. All right. Um, from some pop, Daniel Tompkins pop. To technical death metal from the guys of Flub, uh, we already talked about them last week, uh, last time I think. Um, they have a second single out, which is called "Rise from Your Grave," which is a, is that a reference to the Sega Genesis game? Um, I have no clue. I'm not a gamer. I'm not a me neither. But this is a game <laughs> from like the '80s. Um, Altered Beast, rise from your grave. Okay, you know, like um, creature with a... Anyway, in the first video, they had they had these Hawaii ham, uh, Hawaii yeah. shirts, sort of Hawaii shirts, and um, I, I I said uh, last time that they were fitting the the sounds of the keyboards because it was kind of happy keyboard sounds in the technical oh, death yeah. metal uh, thing, and this time they have white shirts, and which which also fits because. It's not all brutal and dark and grim, and it, it's it's some kind of happy tech death. <laughs> I don't know how they how they do it, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then we have another super group here. Um, actually, have you heard of Patent Seeking Animals? Mm, no, not really. Okay, so this is basically the creation of a guy called John Bugerhold. He's the long time songwriting collaborator with Spoxbeard and he gathered some material and uh, formed this band basically with Spoxbeard and ex-Spoxbeard members. Oh, okay. So uh, we have uh, Ted Leonard on vocals and we have Dave Meros on bass and Jimmy Keegan. Uh, yeah, they have a self-titled debut album coming out on July 5th and they have a audio only um, first single which is nine minutes or something no burden left to carry and I, I listened to it last night and I had a feeling wait did he like uh, keep all the proggy material he had uh, from the last Spokespear to release under his own name or what because I had the feeling from what I heard from the last Spokespear album was all pretty straightforward AOR stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I actually didn't listen to the whole album because the first singles were just like, left me kind of me. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, really cool, cool Spock's beardish. What what else could it be? Um, proggy, proggy style of Spock's beard. Um, that's Pattern Seeking Animals. Uh, new Long, Long Branch Records band and one that really fits the label Valus Ablaze put out the new single for uh, a new single for the new album the single is called Proxy the album is called Render coming July 19th some modern high quality prog slash metalcore uh, or some modern prog that comes from the metalcore from, from this kind of sound um, it seems to be mostly the long branch thing, right? Except yeah. for the few rendezvous points. Uh, odd one outs. Odd yes. one outs, yeah. <laughs> um, 
something entirely different uh, we have from Taria. Speaking of Nightwish. Yeah. Drums. Yeah, well, she she used to be the vocalist, of course. And her new album is called In the Raw. And I was thinking, Taria, Raw, that kind of doesn't fit together. But <laughs> that was also in the promo text uh, and in the info text about the new album that uh, that was actually the approach because she wanted to have the like raw, heavy metal guitar riffs on her album. And yeah, it sounded pretty cool. The singer's called Dead Promises. And the album's called is coming August thirty through Ear Music. Um, that was it uh, concerning albums. Uh, I have two little singles left. Um, do you like eighties uh, pop? Oh, I mean, you like Alphaville Forever Young? I don't know that I know the song. You you, you know that song? Okay. Forever young, I want to be forever young. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, do you like jazz? Uh, uh, okay. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, it's not... Have you heard of Dirty Loops from Finland? No. Um, they were actually a YouTube sensation a couple of ye- years back with uh, pop songs, and they made jazz versions of it it's a trio uh, drummer bass player and the keyboardist who also sings um so they covered like adele rolling in the deep um something from justin bieber and my favorite um britney spears circus it's so amazing (laughs) um so yeah they put out a new cover for the alphaville song forever young Cool stuff as always, if you're into that kind of shit. It's uh, like Panzer Ballet minus the Meshuga metal. Okay. It's just the jazz arrangement thing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure the, 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 the video is out for, for one week. I'm pretty sure they have high click rates already. Right? Because, uh, yeah, they're really, really good and uh, well, well known by now. Um but one of my other non-prog favorite bands from last year, um, I already mentioned in my, in our year sum up. You remember Alien Weaponry? Of course, from New Zealand. Yeah. And those boys, they, they did really well the last year. Yeah, they're, um, they're they, all over the place. They, they, were, wow. they were touring uh, the States with Ministry, uh, Industrial Legends. Which is a weird choice, but okay. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and apparently they're going on a headliner tour now in the States. And they will be back in Europe with Anthrax in the summer, in August. And that makes sense. <laughs> so they have a new uh, new video out for a song called Ahi Ka. Uh, why don't we have a quick look? Yeah, cool. So that was uh, Alien Weaponry. Yeah, new song Ahi Ka, uh, which was released first on the Metal Swim 2 um, compilation. Um, but now they there's also a video out and uh, yeah, great stuff. And touching another historical subject from their uh, Maori um, community um, about a visit from the Queen in 1952 where the uh, local British uh, 
colonial government burned down a Maori village to present it more beautiful for the queen, which is, of course, kind of fucked up, but that's how colonialism works, huh? Mm. All right, guys, that was the What's Hot section of this podcast, and now we're going to jump into a new section that we're calling the Time Machine, powered by <laughs> the Progmine. Okay, we're not going to do that at the same time anymore. <laughs> no, I just had a bunch of reverb, so it sounds like really big. The Time, time Machine. machine. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look back uh, on, you know, albums that we really liked or want maybe, to, in today's case, one of us doesn't really know the album and the other does. Um, yeah, so. I still can't wrap my head around it that you didn't listen to it until now. Well, we'll explain it. So here okay. we go, uh, new section. <laughs> Dario. Released on May 5th. 2009 leprous tall poppy syndrome uh well uh it is 10 years ago yeah yeah it's crazy and it is it is well well known that the guys in leprous don't really like it anymore but it's still uh loved by a lot of fans including myself and so yeah i i gladly took the opportunity to talk a bit about it. Tall Poppy Syndrome was the um, debut album. I mean, they had Aeolia and um, I think another demo thingy, but they were never official releases through labels or anything. So Tall Poppy Syndrome is uh, is the debut, and I also had it in my debut albums list. Was that um, uh, was that with Lasers Edge? Yes, Sensory. I think so yeah, and it got re-released. Uh, like one or two years ago through Inside Out. Right. Um, so, yeah, when I discovered them when they were announced for Proc Power Europe um, the following year. Um, and, well, I was hooked from the first intro drum fill for passing. <laughs> and um, I remember, I think it was the tour we talked earlier about on this show uh, with with. Uh, Adrian Fresco, Alithia, and Astrosaur. I think that was that tour that in between songs. Bored, who was not drumming at the time there, but of course, who knows that the people are still screaming for them for to play some Tall Poppy Syndrome stuff. He was teasing the song with just doing that drum fill that leads into yeah. passing the very <laughs> first song, because it's it's such recognizable. Um, this is uh, yeah. Um, so uh, b back then, um, the band was comprised of, of course, the two main guys, Einar Solberg and uh, Toron Montesurke, um, a long-time guitarist Öystein Landsberg, of course. Um, uh, Tobias Ernest Anderson was on drums, um, who left after Cole, I think. Uh, yes. And uh, the bass player for the debut album was called Halvo Strand. I remember talking to him at Proc Power uh, about his influence. He was more of the jazzy guy, and yeah, but he also did some lyrics for for Tall Puppy Syndrome, and uh, Tor Rodmund Tor did a lot of lyrics as well. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's how I got to know them. When they were announced for Prog Power, I immediately went to check out the album and I was hooked from the very first drum beats. <laughs> um, when so you just uh, this like you just started to listen to it like yesterday or what? <laughs> I've, I've only heard it one time. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, well. I, I mean, I came very late to the Lepers Party. Um, I, I the first album I heard from them was the Congregation. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and actually Kai turned me on to them uh, oh. that year when that album came out, and then, you know, I since went back and bought Cole and Bilateral. Yeah. Um, both of which I like, and but I didn't really go much further back. I think I actually have a copy of Aeolia from. Yeah, from 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 one of the shows they played, I think I got a copy of that. But um, yeah, you know, I just never like went back that far. I feel like I started yeah. late, and then I like everything that they've done since. So going back, uh, maybe was a bit harder. And and to be honest, it kind of was like going back and listening to it. It's like to me, it sounds it's a like completely different band. It's a different band. Yeah, yeah. And I mean the 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 break between bilateral and Cole was definitely bigger. Yeah. But there was also um a lot of quirkiness that was reflected in the cover as well in bilateral that it was not there in Tall Poppy Syndrome. Tall Poppy Syndrome was very homogenic homogenic in sound, um uh where um on bilateral there was there was also like some some muse influences mm. to, like in acquired taste and MB indifferentia those ballad kind of songs they still like to play but there's also uh absolute smasher like restless or um um uh w wasted air mhm mm it's called wasted air right after MB indifferentia like really dissonant stuff. So, so bilateral was all over the place, um, and then Cole was more cohesive in one yeah. single sound and like monochromatic and like and perfecting this sound. And, yeah. and they they went more into that direction later. Um, but yeah, all Popper syndrome is uh, was their entry to the scene somehow, and uh, still. And they don't like it, huh? No, they don't like it. Do anymore. they play anything from that album live? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can kind of see why. Not that not that anything on it is bad, but it is. It's like they're in a totally different place, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is clear. I mean, yeah. you on this on Tall Poppy syndrome, you hear like. Swedish death metal, uh, and you know some of their black metal. Yeah, yeah. there's know, there's, a lot, there's, there's, there's a lot of Upeth in there, and 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 uh, also some black metal and stuff. Um, and one nice bit that I have to I have to jump in here and say is in um, I think in the track Tall Poppy Syndrome. Yeah, towards the end, um, there's a little section where I guess it's Einar reading. Well, it's somebody else. Well, I actually got the CD with me. Ah, okay. Uh and he's reading the Yanta Law, which uh is kind of a thing that I've been talking about a lot lately because uh while we're making this film about Matter Mortem, the Yanta Law is, is kind of a focus of the movie in a way. And I think for people living outside of Scandinavia, 
it's not that well known. It's not that common, but I think for people living in Scandinavia, it's like a way of life. It's something that they grew up with and it dictates yeah. a lot of social norms and, you know, the whole point is to, to like not be too proud and not think that you're better than others and not, you know, and it, and it can be a very oppressive thing and it can actually be maybe a positive thing to keep people modest yeah. uh, at some degree, but it, it, they have this sort of it's cultural kind of war over the years yeah. since this was kind of established that people like go against it and for it and stuff. And uh, it's a very fascinating concept, but that he reads the, the, the laws Probably as they're taken from the book from the 1930s that was written yes. about the Yanta law. I, I uh, wrote it down actually. It was yeah, tell me. 1933 more. from an from a, um, author called Axel Sandemose. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was actually a satire. Yeah. It was not meant as rules to live by, yeah. <laughs> which is a very weird story. So in the booklet it says spoken word on tall puppy syndrome performed by shaving Ronald's car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, Funny. No idea. But wow, look at them with their long blonde hair. Yeah. My God. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> what a change. But yeah, that was that was a cool element because, you know, I, I learned more and more about this concept and that they actually approached it like literally they he reads the law you know yeah. on on the on the tape you know like that you're not to think yeah. that you're better than us and it, it, it sounds sounds like orwellian it's super orwellian <laughs> are you kidding me i mean the book is too like this guy shows up in this town and they have like all these rules and they like has to like abide by them and then the the nations actually adopted that as like an unofficial document of how one should behave and that, that it's basically so affected generations of, of yeah. people yeah. for better or for worse, I would say, because it, yeah, it's I don't, an amb ambivalent, ambivalent it's, thing. Yeah. Ambivalent. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Um, what else can I say about it? Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed hearing it because it was like, wow, this is what leper sounded like 10 years ago. Um, but it's kind of not the leprous that I, that I fell for, you know what yeah, I mean? It's okay. like a different leprous. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if I would hear that now, I wouldn't, I would not have connected to it the same way that I connected to where they were when I met up with them okay. in the congregation time. I mean, Cole was already in that direction too. So, I mean, that was like a kind of easy to go back to that, um, bilateral is already a little bit further away. So that was a little yeah. bit harder too. But like the whole like Einar screaming, yeah, is is something I'm so not used to. You know, <laughs> apart from yeah, he doesn't do the little that stuff anymore. Here and there that you've heard, like or Restless, the extended version, the long album version of Restless, he does it. Yeah, but they they haven't played it in a long time. Of course, on the Congregation show they did at Prognosis Festival, uh, but uh, for a long time they did an abridged version of rest of Restless. Yes. Hmm. What's funny is actually in some of the f some of the first songs on the album, I was actually reminded of early Haken, <laughs> and I don't know why. Maybe it's somehow the a similarity in the quality with Einar's voice to Ross, maybe, and maybe but, some of the like 
guitar stylings. Or, I don't know what it was, but somehow I was like, oh, this could also be like early Haken, <laughs> just in parts, you know? Yeah, yeah they played the same. The, the um, um, Yeah, Aquarius came out like half a year later. Okay. Or, or, or yeah, some months later, and they played the same Proc Power Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was... Um, on the Friday was Lepra's opening, and the second band headline of a Friday was Andromeda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was so a we're neck... getting into our six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Yeah, right? there was See? neck neck heavy evening. Um, I mean, <laughs> there, yeah, uh, here the the uh, for example the song not even the name um, has this black metal opening riff. And then uh, later in the song, uh, towards the end, it has this massive single note riff. It's uh, I even prefer this single note riff to Evergrounds when the world well the walls go down. This is my favorite single note riff ever because it's so epic and majestic. And then at one point they just go one note higher, but still the same single note rhythm. And it's such an epic change. Which just track? One note. No, just one note. Uh, not not even a name. It's okay. the one. It's the one before the title track. Yeah. Um, now was this during the time when they were backing Isan on on his tours? Yes. Do Do you know any history about this? Like, well, uh, <laughs> I think that I know six, that there's six, a family six, six, uh, connection. Right. Uh, um, Einar's sister is married to Isan. Okay, yeah. So Isan is his uh brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yes. Um yeah, and it, actually there's um she's also um, so his sister is called Heidi Twaitan and uh Heidi Twaitan Solberg, I guess. And his sister is also uh, a singer and she also has some musical projects. Um also on on the record label from Isan, and Aina also sings on a couple of tracks with her. Oh, okay. Some 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 weird dark electronic stuff, but she also was singing in some metal bands, I think. So a lot of musical talent in that family. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. And so Leprous was together um, as a band, but they were also the touring band for Isan, is that correct? Yeah. And that was during this time. Yeah, and and, and later they changed it up. There was like, um, Tobias, uh, Ernest Anderson left uh, Leprous but kept playing for Isan. And um, then Einstein couldn't commit to touring with Leprous while he was still in Leprous. Uh, but could do the the few gigs with Isan. Isan was doing, um, and then we had, of course, Ainai joining every now and then, still on keyboards. Uh, um, some other times it was Nikolai from Rendezvous Point who would oh. be doing keyboards for for Isan, or if Tobias Ernest Anderson was not able to make a gig there was another there's another blonde Tobias <laughs> who will uh, who would do the gig on the drums 
And actually, as I said, Eirik uh, Krakenes, who filled in for Oystein for Le- uh, in, in Lepros, also filled in for Oystein with Isan at one point. So. And then at one <laughs> point, the drummer couldn't do the tour in like Japan, and then Bard came on and played the Isan tour. Isn't that correct? Or was that a Lepros tour? Uh, like there was that's, that's, that was that's, like the entry point of Bard into the Lepros story. That's one. Uh, piece of information i'm not familiar with uh, yeah this was this was the story that he told us that uh the former drummer who's now the drummer of shining yeah that's tobias tobias shining together with jorgen yeah who is the saxophone player of Isan. Isan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. seriously norway has got some <laughs> inbreeding happening yeah, also the Throndheim scene with uh, with uh, Aatrox and Manus and Throndheim and whatnot. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, oh, cool. What else do you want to add to this? I, I'm afraid I can't add much more because uh, I, I, I don't know the album. I love the band, but uh, I'm so happy where they are now. I, th- I think even back then, I was listening to Isan back then. So I really liked okay. like... At the end of the, the... I got into Emperor in the late 90s. Um, so like, um, uh, Ix Equilibrium and Anthems to the Welkin at Dusk. Yeah, um, Prometheus. And Prometheus, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was a really cool album. And then, so I sort of stuck with him when he went solo. So those first couple of, first three albums, I think, uh, yeah. I really, really loved. And then I kind of like, f- kind of fell out of the, out of touch with him for a, yeah. a few years. But, uh, so I guess I would have been listening to his kind of stuff. And you can hear his stylings as well, at least maybe these Norwegian black metal roots somehow yeah. in this album. Yeah, Way absolutely. more than you would hear it in anything that they do now, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could uh, go on and, and, and say how much I love every single song. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I did some notes, uh, as always, and the, there's some, yeah, a, a lot of... Um, piano stuff on there which yeah. is unusual yeah. for this kind of music and um i mean the whole ending is like quiet piano outro yeah and uh of course a lot of more lead guitar work than mm. nowadays because they grew out of that style but recently i i i, I saw something on facebook where some somebody commented something about guitar solo on the next Leprous album again because they didn't have any solos for three albums now or what? Um, yeah, Cole, Congregation, and Molina. There's no guitar solos wow. on these albums. And, and Einar commented, "We are not in the '80s anymore." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but back then there's lots of lead guitar work from Oystein, I believe. Um, Tore was always more the rhythm guitar perfectionist and lyrics guy um yeah even yeah there's a, a couple of funny uh, stories uh maybe about uh during that time i i used to to um post some lyrics on facebook that i was listening to when it went fit my mood or something like oh you did that huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a favorite favorite of mine was like uh, from Marillion, uh, listening to po- to the pouring rain, uh, uh, waiting for the world to change, beginning to wonder if I wait in vain, 
for one fine day. So yeah, listen. <laughs> and everybody asks if you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dario, what's wrong? Um, but sometimes just because I just posted lyrics because I thought they were cool. <laughs> uh, not necessarily that, the, that I was feeling that way. Um, I mean, the, that, anthemic scream of Einar in uh, the ending of Tonight and Passing Away. Yeah. Pa passing. When, he, when he says it, right? Yeah. When he screams. Tonight I'm passing away. Yeah. And then that's what, that's something I never did. I was, yeah. I, when I was Please. listening to it, I was like, oh, I would like to write that because it's such an awesome song and the, the, the part where he screams that is so powerful. Uh, but I better not. If you post that to Facebook, <laughs> the police will be arriving momentarily because <laughs> yeah. all your friends called them. Um, and um, actually, one little lyric bit from not even a name, um, kind of is in the um, on the short list of uh, my thoughts about getting a tattoo. And that's from. Uh, from not even a name. Uh, keep building till you reach the sky. Don't look back. Don't slow down. I don't know why. I, 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 I love these lyrics and especially and then the melody around them. Um, yeah. That's uh, my story with the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> my two stories. Um, I know that the fan favorite is absolutely white, the, the closing track, 11 and a half minutes. Um, and I called it the song with their Eurovision melody. And at one point he said, yeah, you can have the melody. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they really disowned this album. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 it became some kind of a meme. Um, yeah. I've so, seen so, that. Yeah. So when, when people bring them the album to sign, they, they make funny uh, uh, pictures with them pointing the finger at it. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. For me, I think the my three favorite songs would be Passing, because it was the first song of Lepers I ever heard. Um, Fate, the ballad with the build-up, the one ballad type of song also the shortest song on the whole album um just four and a half minutes and yeah not even a name the fierce black metal or mm -hmm. uh, intro riff and uh then this massive chorus and the best single note riff ever <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna go back and listen to it just for that yeah, you can you, you 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 can take my notes and and see if you, oh, yeah. if, if you can uh, relate to what I wrote. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, ten years, ten years gone, and and yeah, and they're going still, stronger they're than going ever. Strong, yeah, um, just announced a tour t today. Actually, That's right. Um, with the ocean and Port Noir. Port Noir in. Uh, yeah, I think late October, beginning of November, like pretty expensive European tour with a new album. I mean, they said, hey, we better 
finish it now <laughs> to have it ready by okay, then. Okay, so, so Leprous is going to have an album for that tour. Yes. Oh, that's wow. the plan. It's going to be a big year. I mean, Opeth is coming out with an album too. They're also yeah. on tour in the fall. Yeah, around, around the time as well. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think Port Noir definitely fits the bill uh, with Leprous. Like, um, like, they're not totally the same, but I can yeah. see why people would like both. I mean, especially the like kind of infectious grooves of the keyboards, yeah. like the use of the keyboards. I mean, yeah. Port Noir also makes like makes great use of their keyboards, you know, I think. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm, I, I'm listening to that a lot at the moment and I can't decide <laughs> if I like it a yeah. lot or not. I haven't or, listened to the whole album yet, but I will. I keep, I keep throwing it on at home and I'm like immediately like in the groove, you know, it's yeah. just got these like really cool moments and then sometimes it like breaks into something and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I like this yet or if it's going to grow on me or what. But so, I mean, there's definitely something to it. And I think it'll be cool to see them live together. Yeah. With the ocean, which is like a bit of a, for me, there's a bit the wild card there, you know, yeah. a little bit more extreme and, yeah. and stuff. So more postish. Postish. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I think, uh, I think that's all the time we have for the week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see you guys Great in two stuff. weeks. Go out, spend money on on music, support your bands, and uh, keep it prog. See you next time, Dario. See you. Freaks out. If you want to hear a playlist for all the bands we talked about today, head over to Spotify and check out the Prog Spaces playlist for episode 11. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prog Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out. Freaks out.